Welcome to the Money Advantage Podcast, empowering business owners with the permission to think differently about money so that you can consciously choose to live a meaningful and fulfilled life now. Our passion is making money simple, fun, and doable, helping you feel great about your money and getting your money working for you so you can thrive. In today's show, we're interviewing John Michaels, VP of Portfolio Services at Renters Warehouse. Renters Warehouse is America's largest full-service real estate firm for single-family rental homes. They offer listing, investing, and renting services all under one roof. Now, they believe that clients deserve a partner to help them execute on their real estate investment strategy with ease. Their hassle-free property management services and real estate investment marketplace will help you take the next steps to financial freedom. Now, here at The Money Advantage, we are a community of wealth creators, and we truly believe that you want to be in a position of creating cash flow from assets. But just as investing is a huge part of developing time and money freedom, there is much more to the story. And that's why we've put together the three-step model to help business owners create time and money freedom. Now, today's conversation will hone in on that investing piece and give you another option for how you could invest in single family rental properties for real estate income. So let's dive into the conversation. Hi, and welcome back to the Money Advantage podcast. I'm Rachel Marshall, along with my co-host, Bruce Wayner. Good morning, Bruce. Good morning, Rachel. And as uh, our, our listeners know, I, I have a tendency to gush over and over about our, our uh, guests. We are very fortunate to have John Michaels here today, another fo- uh, fellow Midwesterner uh, like myself. And so uh, it always raises my energy to talk to uh, somebody that is uh, has the values that I believe are uh, Midwest values. And so John's going to really enlighten us on um, Renters Warehouse, a, a, a great growing company that I know all of our listeners are going to uh, benefit from his wisdom. Absolutely. Well, thank you, John, for being here today. Welcome to the show, John. Thank you, Rachel. Thank you, Bruce, for those nice words. Awesome. Well, we are really excited to dig into what you're doing at Renters Warehouse and how you are providing great opportunities for investors of all types. And um, so tell us a little bit about you first before we dig into what you're doing at the company. Um, Just tell us a little bit about your background and how you got interested in real estate in the first place. Sure. And uh, thank you both for having me on the show. You know, I've been uh, serving the real estate industry for nearly a decade now uh, while having my real estate license in a variety of different roles. Uh, including advertising solutions to multifamily owners and operators, to software for single-family property investors and property managers, uh, while residing uh, in four different markets across the country, uh, including Kansas City, where I'm born and raised, uh, Louisville, Kentucky, Dallas, and most recently here in South Carolina, um, where I reside with my wife and three little girls. Um, As Bruce mentioned, I am originally from the Midwest, so I did earn my bachelor's from Washburn University in Topeka, Kansas, go Ichabods. Uh, before picking up my MBA from Baker University. Um, however, I think one of the biggest pieces of you know education I was most proud of was earning my real estate license because at the time, Rachel and Bruce, it was to kind of just as a side hustle earn um, additional income for my family. And what's been really cool is you know I've learned from all these types of real estate investors along the last ten years um, that I've been serving. And like I said, those previous roles, whether it's advertising solutions or software. That I represented and I've learned so much. Um, and so that's what's pretty cool about fast forwarding to today, where I'm now helping real estate investors and institutional funds acquire and sell portfolios of single family rental homes, anywhere between 10 to 50 homes at a time, uh, which is very exciting. 
That's excellent. Well, it sounds like you have a wide range of experience. You mentioned the advertising, the software, real estate sales. I mean, you're just, you've really seen real estate from a lot of different angles, which I think gives you a really unique perspective. And you mentioned 10 to 15 homes at a time um, for institutional groups as well. So just a, a, a fascinating amount of experience. And so let's go ahead and tell us, um, have you tell us a little bit more about what Renters Warehouse is and what solutions it provides. Yeah, no, absolutely. So, you know, Renters Warehouse was founded just over 10 years ago, and it's the first national real estate investment brand, um, in our opinion, that uh, operates in 40 different markets today, uh, including St. Louis. Yeah, including St. Louis, where, where Bruce is as well. Um, we're managing roughly 22,000 homes for approximately 15,000 awesome landlords and institutional investors. And, um, you know, one piece I feel is an important piece of our company's history, Rachel and Bruce, if, if I could share, is that we acquired at Richard's Warehouse uh, Own America, uh, Q4 of last year. And Own America was um, founded uh, around the real estate crash in 08. And it was, it was basically the first single family rental investor portfolio online created uh, primarily for those Wall Street investors who wanted to start acquiring single family rental portfolios. Um, which are now, you know, that technology, if you will, is is free and available to your audience today, um, you know, who may be savvy real estate investors as well uh, that can check it out and create a free profile. That's great. And I like that you were talking about uh, just that you are uh, one of the the top brand right now in terms of, of real estate. What did you call it? The top brand in real estate, what? We like to say the first national real estate investment brand, you know, and I think one way of kind of putting That's it great. and uh, Bruce, I know you're a financial advisor and, and, and Rachel, in your background, but kind of just envision it this way. Our chief strategy officer, Greg Rand, uh, says, think of like a Remax colliding with a Charles Schwab, you know, uh, is kind of what we like to think is what Renters Warehouse provides um, is, is really just a, a first class real estate experience to those. Uh, investors who want to, you know, have rental properties as part of their portfolio. So go ahead and walk us through what types of investors you do work with. You're talking about real estate portfolios, ten to fifteen properties at a time, um, and you you're serving fifteen thousand landlords. What do those landlords look look like? What kind of investors are you typically working with? Uh, that's a great question. Um, you know, as far as the average client, we see that there's. There's a few different uh, profiles. You know, we do see the accidental landlord, right? Who's somebody maybe like myself that, you know, continues to take a relocation with a company. Um, maybe they're serving our military and they got deployed. Um, they're looking at, do, do I sell this house? Um, do I owe more than what it could sell for based on market value today? Um, or do I go ahead and lease it and, and kind of have somebody else pay my mortgage um, while I live in a different part of the country? Um, and then we also have the savvy real estate investor. Uh, which is maybe you know a good majority of your audience today, um, who maybe has one, uh, maybe up to four uh, properties that they've acquired and they rent today, um, and then we have kind of an up rising, if you will, in that mid-size uh, real estate investor that can own anywhere between even twelve to two thousand homes, um, which sounds crazy when you're in mid-size in that term. Sure. And then you also have the institutional funds, and you know those relationships really started. 10 years ago or so, you know, around the crash in the real estate market where, you know, Own America at the time um, was, you know, basically creating this, like I mentioned before, the first online portal to purchase single family rental homes. Um, 
you know, that was made primarily for those Wall Street funds. And so those relationships have really evolved over the years where institutional funds are still, you know, deploying anywhere from 20 to $30 million in capital a month on buying portfolios of these single family rental homes. So there's quite a few different profiles, you know, uh, that we do serve today, which again, kind of leads back to why we feel like we're the, we're the best, you know, uh, national investment, you know, real estate firm today. So as you talk about um, mentioning, you mentioned that you have 40 markets across the U.S. And now I'm hearing about the different types of investors that you're serving. Mm -hmm. Let's walk through maybe the savvy real estate investor or even the midsize investor right now. What if they were looking to acquire that 10 to 15 properties with you? What would that process look like? That's a great question. So, you know, those real estate investors that do maybe want to, you know, leverage maybe some cash, maybe some, maybe they inherited land and they want to do a 1031. Um, they now can leverage those tools to acquire 10 homes at a time. They don't really know where to go. Um, and, and that's why I think if they were to go to renterswarehouse.com today, they could click on the investor marketplace, Rachel and Bruce, um, and they can actually search that exclusive um, inventory of portfolios of 10, more, 10 or more homes that we have for sale. And more importantly, they can, you know, go ahead and look at the financials. You know, I've listened to previous podcasts that you guys have put out and you guys do such a great job talking about, you know, cash on cash returns. What's the cash flow? What's the return on investment on these different, you know, investment instruments that you guys promote? And I think what your audience would really be kind of blown away by is if they saw the technology by going to Renters Warehouse and looking at the investor marketplace, they would see how many different tools they have available to them to learn, is this the best financial investment for me um, to buy these 10 properties? Um, but then more importantly, they're able to reach out directly to um, brokers like myself that are on the team um, that create that personal relationship with that savvy real estate investor so that it is really kind of a, a white glove concierge you know, process or transaction that they never really would have expected they could you know, do today in buying 10 homes at a time um, to lease them out. So I think it's really important that people go to renterswarehouse.com to look at what kind of quality things you have to offer. But uh, can you just like walk us through from your perspective, a person goes online, they, they see a couple of properties that they might want to purchase. I'm sure you have some automated ways of them then uh, getting a hold of somebody like yourself. But can you just kind of go through that process from the beginning until they actually acquire a property. Absolutely. So, you know, I think if, uh, and I'm a very visual person, like your audience may be too, Bruce, you know, but if you went to the website, right, um, it's as simple as, you know, going to renterswarehouse.com and they can create their own free account. But even before they create a free account, they can go ahead and just click on Investor Marketplace. And, you know, Bruce, you said you're in St. Louis. Can you give me a county in St. Louis that comes to mind? If you were to purchase a property in St. Louis, a, a municipality or a, a municipality you're talking about a county. So like in, in Kansas, for example, I was, I was raised in Shawnee. So that's Johnson County. Um, okay. Well, a, a St. Well, St. Louis County would be perfect. So your, your audience can start typing in St. Louis um, and they can literally pull up uh, St. Louis County in Missouri. Okay. And you can search, um, you know, essentially all the inventory that we have displayed in St. Louis. 
And you may be doing this as we talk right now, Bruce. And what you'll find is um, to the right of that screen, your audience could really drill down on any of those properties that are marketed for sale. Um, and they can go ahead and actually see what kind of return on investment um, they would receive based on you know actual expenses shared by those sellers, but then also uh, projected you know net operating income, uh-huh. um, and you know really have a lot of tools that the average realtor, no offense to those realtors out there, I mean I'm I'm a licensed broker myself that cannot provide you know via the local MLSs. Um, we're giving that experience and, you know, that customer experience, if you will, to real estate investors on Richard's Warehouse today, where they can actually um, see that return on investment for any of the investment properties that we list exclusively. But then also in the majority of our 40 markets that we have boots on the ground, even one near Rachel up in Virginia, um, we're now syndicating the local MLSs into our investor marketplace. Wow. So as you look at St. Louis right now, Bruce, you know, you can see quite a bit of, of inventory that popped up when you typed in St. Louis, Missouri. Oh, sure. Uh, and, and I followed along with you as well. And I, I had actually done the same thing for Chesapeake, Virginia, um, when I was looking before. So what I'm noticing is that you have a tremendous amount of properties listed. So talk about that. Do you own all these properties? I mean, I'm, I'm sure that Renters Warehouse probably doesn't own them all. Um, how do you, what is the process of you delivering this, um, these properties to investors? It's a great question. So um, all the inventory that you see on the on Renters Warehouse today on the investor marketplace um, is sourced by Renters Warehouse. It's not owned by Renters Warehouse. So we're either syndicating these listings, um, Rachel and Bruce, through the local MLSs, in addition to the portfolios of single family rental homes that myself, my colleagues, Noel and Adam, um, that we do on the portfolio services side of the business, where we're working with those institutional funds that may own 20 to 50 homes there in St. Louis, um, Missouri that are for sale with tenants occupying them right now. Um, so it's, uh, it's, it's, it's different ways that we're pulling that inventory and displaying it to your investors um, that they can then you know, either purchase as an investment property or maybe they're a resident and they want to lease in St. Louis. Maybe, they wanna, maybe they're moving to join the local MLS team in St. Louis from Dallas. They're a soccer player okay. and they want to lease a home you know, instead of an apartment. They can now, you know, go up and instead of looking on for sale, they can click for rent and they can see those single family rental homes that Renters Warehouse professionally manages in St. Louis that maybe is even cheaper than the apartment. And they can have the backyard for the kids or the dog um, and kind of enjoy that that freedom that single family residential gives to a, a resident if they're leasing. I like that you're kind of a hub, if you will. I mean, I guess that's how I see it. A hub between investors and the properties and people who are looking to rent and you're connecting all of those pieces, would that be a, a fair way to share what Renters Warehouse is doing? It's a very fair way. And, uh, you know, I think if, uh, if our CEO, Kevin Warner was on the call today, you know, I think he would, he would definitely agree with how you kind of summarize that because we really want to serve, um, you know, our real estate investors that are hiring us to professionally manage uh, their properties. But we're very client centric on the resident too, on providing an incredible lease experience. Um, Cause we all know in property management, for those of us that do have, you know, properties that are managed, it's all about keeping that resident happy and, and the longest mm-hmm. lease life um, to really get yeah. the returns that you want as an investor. And with our use of technology, um, with our call center that's based in Minneapolis where we're headquartered, uh, we really pride ourselves on the customer service um, that we're able to give. Um, but more importantly, um, I think this will kind of raise a lot of ears for investors that are listening in. 
you know, when you look at property management, you're typically looking at an eight to 10% management fee a month that you're having a, a company like ours that really cares about your income property and the resident that's in it that we put in there. Um, it's a flat fee in most mar major markets of only $98 a month, uh, which is very competitive and also helps with lowering your expenses on income properties. You know, obviously you have economy of scale because of your, your vastness across the United States. And that's why you can do this for $99 a month. But uh, that was the thing that caught my eye as somebody that owns investment properties is that that is the, 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 the keeping that expense down is important. But what's more important in my mind is for that amount of money, are you really getting good property management? Uh, so can you go through that four, your four-step prop, uh, property management services? Yeah, I'm happy to do that. And, and Bruce, like I definitely understand the concern there is, you know, the old saying, you kind of get what you pay for, right? And so if it's $99 a month versus, you know, um, you know 8% on a $1,000 monthly rent, you're going to have your, your, your kind of concerns. Um, however, you know, with having more than 15,000 investors today and growing that are hiring Richard's Warehouse, um, you know, we remain very confident in the level of service that we're giving. And in fact, that's where we've really gotten a lot of our, you know, kind of mid-sized to savvy real estate investors um, is to give us one of those maybe five to 10 properties they own so that they can really kind of see how different that experience is with us, you know, managing that one property. And then oh, interesting. convert the other eight or nine um, after they have a great experience. So um, what I will preface, Bruce and, and Rachel, is, you know, I'm on the sales side of Renters Warehouse. So I'm going to do my best speaking on the property management side. Sure. Um, but that four step process that you're referring to, um, it's conveniently on our website. And that first step is that free home rental price analysis. And so that's ever so important, you know, that you want to know kind of like your experience if you were to sell your home retail. You're going to get that CMA from your local realtor, or maybe three, which is what I always always recommend, get more than one opinion. Um, you're going to get that same kind of experience on what you can expect on a return investment if you were to you know, lease your home with Renters Warehouse. That second step is you know, Rent Feeder, which is a, a Renters Warehouse company. Um, it markets and matches your income property to the right residence, um, followed by you know, a property and cash flow management preservers, where we you know, leverage technology to really benefit you, the investor. And then lastly, that extra peace of mind um, that you, you know, you get, I think uh, the easiest way to put it is, you know, you as an investor that hires Renters Warehouse to take care of management, um, you get the benefit of mailbox money and Renters Warehouse deals with all the headaches of property management that a lot of us that are listening in have experienced because we've self-managed, you know, a few different properties until we kind of give up um, and say, we, we need to get somebody yeah. else to take care of 3 a.m. calls or you know, manage the $800 plumbing expense that probably would have been $300 with a national operator like Renters Warehouse. Mm, so. Yeah. Okay. So then you, you guys handle all of the tenant turnover and making sure that you're enforcing the lease, things like that, correct? That's correct. And so, you know, one of the things that, you know, I've learned over my years in serving operators of both multifamily and single family rentals is, you know, maintenance is the number one reason why residents leave. And so knowing that Renters Warehouse takes care of maintenance, um, you know, for your resident um, with you hiring us to manage your property, that's a huge thing that we really kind of hone in on because we know how um, important it is to respond to a resident right away when they report, um, you know, a maintenance work order. And more importantly, to communicate with them and the vendor um, and make sure that there's, you know, communication there on scheduling that, that visit and assessing the situation and really handling that very professionally for both the resident and the vendor. 
you know, there's too many times where you hear from residents that are leasing homes that just feel like they're not the customer of the property management company when they're dealing with, you know, submitting a work order. Uh, we don't feel that way and we know how important that is. So, um, so yes, you know, renters warehouse essentially will do everything that you would need to do. If you're self-managing, they do it professionally. And again, at that low monthly cost that Bruce, you know, in full disclosure, I understand that concern. Um, but again, that's how we get investors like you to hire us is we ask you to give us, you know, one of those properties and, uh, and we'll show you what kind of experience you can get at that less expense from a management fee. Yeah, I mean, I know, especially for maybe the person who is that accidental landlord, which maybe is probably not our primary audience, but here in Hampton Roads, we have a lot of turnover just because of the number of military bases in Virginia here and a lot of military moving in and out of the area. So it's very common where you'll have somebody buy a property and then a few years later they're moving for you know being stationed somewhere else. And so they're then saying, okay, I don't necessarily want to sell this property. I'm going to go ahead and rent it out. And then one of the biggest headaches that can come with that is making sure you're actually getting the rent from the person who is renting your property. You're in that position of not necessarily wanting to do property management, um, but then saying, well, at least I could get the cash flow, the tax benefits if I did hang on to the property. So uh, that's something that I can see a huge benefit in what you guys are providing. Now, is that in 40 different markets? Is that anywhere a home is located? What does that look like? That's a great question. So today it's in those markets where we have boots on the ground. Um, because again, we really care about that relationship, you know, with the resident, um, as well as representing the investor that, you know, nine out of 10 is out of state, you know, um, maybe it's Bruce in St. Louis buying, you know, rental properties in Huntsville, Alabama, which is a, a great secondary to invest in. He wants to know that, you know, his property management team that he hired is there and can be there in person and have that relationship. And so, um, so we really care about that. And that's why that's where we provide property management services today is where we actually have boots on the ground. Um, and then for those of us that are listening, I mean, there is a helpful map that I'll, I'll share with you and Bruce after our call um, that you might want to include in the show notes. But I mean, you know, you're in Hampton Roads near Virginia Beach. Bruce is in St. Louis. Um, mm -hmm. I'm in South Carolina where I'm talking to you guys today. So, you know, Charlotte is just north of me um, down to Atlanta. And then we're all the way west to Las Vegas, up to Seattle, um, down to Miami. So we're kind of all over the, the map. Um, we do have an aggressive growth strategy um, that we're in the middle of too. So you will see a lot of those uh, new markets pop up over the next six to 12 months. Um, and so it's a pretty exciting time to be with Renters Warehouse because of that growth. That's great. Um, I wanted to ask you then as well, what about, um, can you talk a little bit about the demand for rental housing. You guys have this phrase that you use the, um, I think it's called the, the rent estate revolution. Yes. Rent estate. <laughs> I've never heard that before. Tell me a little bit about what that is yeah. and what you guys see as this growing need for rental property as a, as a whole, where this is a need that investors can fill. Absolutely. No, it's a great question. And so um, rent estate, it's actually a term coined by renters warehouse's CEO, Kevin Orner. Um, and so, you know, for your audience that are maybe like me that love to buy books every week on Amazon, because it's so convenient when you just type in the name of the book and hit, you know, buy now, um, if they, if they typed in rent estate revolution in Amazon, they would find it. Um, but rent estate is defined by our CEO as that investment tool that involves buying single family homes, uh, to rent long-term tenants. And kind of going back to what I was talking about earlier is that we really focus on 
a lifelong relationship with that resident to really extend that lease as long as possible so that you, that our customer, um, who we also want a similar length of a relationship with, uh, gets the highest returns, you know, for your investment property. And, um, you know, the rent to state revolution, I'll, I'll be candid. You know, I did have to read Kevin's book before I said yes to join the renters warehouse team to learn what that meant. Um, but, nice. but rent to state revolution as, as your audience would read is, is the wealth creation movement in which ordinary Americans are achieving financial freedom and retirement security by investing in single family homes as, as rental properties. And so, mm -hmm. you know, with that whole wealth creation movement piece and learning different ways to earn cash flow and leverage, you know, the portfolios that you and your audience are building. That's why I thought mm -hmm. it'd be a perfect match to, you know, talk with you guys because, uh, you know, I don't want to put words in you and Bruce's mouth, but, you know, that's essentially what I feel like you guys are doing very similarly is you're helping today's audience, the average American. I hope that I feel like I'm that person uh, that can learn different ways, you know, from the content that you and Bruce are pushing out on earning financial freedom and that security benefit um, sooner than later. And not just expecting that it'll be there at the end of, the, you know, yeah. 40 or 50, you know, corporate year uh, career, if you will. Yeah. You know, I, yeah, well, I'm sorry, Rich. Go, go ahead. ahead. Okay. Uh, what I find interesting, John, and this is going to come across as like the uh, the fifty plus year old man saying, you know, get off my lawn, and 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 talking <laughs> and talking poorly about millennials. But we were talking about this just the other day. You know, it used to be the 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 American dream to own real estate. You know, your own home, and um, I'm not sure that. That was necessarily the the truth, but a lot of people, a lot of Americans, had their majority of their their wealth tied up into their into their home, and that was the way that they actually um, increased their net worth. And this is going to sound like an oral collage here, here so I'm going to try to keep my my statements so that it, it it's affecting this renter warehouse topic today. But the fact of the matter is, is that. Now we've switched to a more mobile mobile society, but it's not that we just switched to a more mobile society. We've actually, through um, through uh, financial education, I'm going to attempt to talk about the, the, the Federal Reserve and the central banks um, actually affecting interest rates, which have done a, a variety of things, which have made student loans actually easier to obtain. Well, the, the problem with that then is that um, – now colleges and universities have now increased their prices because they needed to be competitive. So they've increased uh, living conditions for students. And so now when students come out of college, they, they have student loan debt, which means that they might not um, qualify for a mortgage. But here's the, pro the additional problem that we were just talking about it in our office yesterday. So I'm a, I'm a young person coming out of college. I've lived in these great dorms, these great student housing, these great uh, apartment complexes because renting uh, renters, um, uh, landlords have, have done a good job of keeping up these because they have to be competitive. And so now I don't want to live, go down in, in my standard of living and live in a, a lower place. So what happens then is they come mm -hmm. out and they're like, Okay, I want to live there. I want to live in the hip place, and I want to I want to spend two thousand dollars a month for an eight hundred square foot apartment. Well, that to me, the reason they're doing it is is for a couple of reasons. One, they can't afford 
to save money um, because of their student loan debt. Two, they've chosen not to stay in a lower uh, area because it's just what they're used to. And so they're not going to be saving money for a down payment. And three, they don't really care if they live in a house because they're, they want to be mobile. They want to move to South Carolina. They want to move to Salt Lake at a, at a drop of a house. So all these things are coming together to actually diminish the American dream. However, just like a great free market society does, Renner's Warehouse pops up and says, hey, we have a solution. You, you're now not building wealth in your home, your single family home that you're going to live in for 30 years, but we're going to allow you to now buy single family homes and rent them out to people. So that was a long uh, explanation, but I want people to really understand how economics work and free market economics work. So what do you have? To, uh, do you agree or disagree with that, John? I, I mean, you described me almost, you know what I mean? So I agree with you. I think that, you know, what we have to remind ourselves today and, you know, I just celebrated 39 years of life. So I don't know if I could really call myself a millennial. I think I'm right on the edge is what I like to share with my wife. who's younger and reminds <laughs> about that about every day. Um, but, you know, with millennials, like you're describing, Bruce, you know, I don't know if they if they don't want to own America, like a piece of that American dream and have their own the property. What I do know is that, you know, they're thinking that, hey, I'm going to live to 100 years old and mm-hmm. um, oh, maybe yeah. maybe I don't need to put down my roots like my mom and dad did or their parents and, you know, stay in, you know, St. Louis, Missouri, you know, for the next 45, 50 years of my life. No offense, right, Bruce? I'm just using St. Louis as an example. Oh, I love it. I, I, I love it here. I think it's, a, and I don't want people to know that I love it because <laughs> we, we, we don't have a lot of traffic. We have 2.8 right. million people, you know, so great it's, a great, <laughs> it's a great place to raise a family. Uh, so just, yeah, don't tell anybody how great it is. We here. won't. We won't. And, and, you know, I won't tell anybody about Kansas City, where I'm originally from and feel very similar uh, to you in St. Louis. But, uh, but again, our, our, that crowd, those millennials, they, they don't necessarily want to commit right out of the gate. Um, a lot of them are taking those those relocations too, you know, like I experienced in, earlier in my career. Um, you know, but I will share this is, you know, one of the things that I would encourage our audience, because I think, you know, your your audience could be younger too. Maybe some of those um, listening into your, your podcast, hopefully, are in college and trying to figure out their next steps as they graduate. Um, if they're not, you know, thinking about it already, uh, you know, what, what we like to share with those younger, um, you know, college students, if you will, is why not get an FHA loan and buy a property where you live today, you know, in your college town and uh, get those two or three roommates down the hall in the apartment and say, hey, you want to go live in a home, you know, closer to campus mm-hmm. and uh, and have those two or three roommates, you know, pay your mortgage on that FHA loan, which is you know super uh, beneficial to you at, at that age, depending on what kind of resources you have. And then, you know, graduate college without paying for your housing and still have a lot of those benefits of being close to the football stadium, the tailgate, um, you know, all those different luxuries that could come uh, with, with owning that rental property. And then consider keeping that rental property so that 15 years from that date or even 30 years from that date, it's free and clear and you're getting mailbox money you know, as a, as a mid forties into your almost 50 year old uh, self at that point. So that's kind of a random thing to share there, Bruce. But again, that's, no, that's awesome. spirit where, you know, for your audience, it, I wish I was hearing myself right now at the age of, you know, 19, 20, um, because that's definitely what I would have been doing then, you know, if I were to look back. 
It's interesting. I would say a lot of our audience is familiar with Robert Kiyosaki and the whole idea of the cash flow quadrant and being in a position where they realize, hey, I don't just want to be an employee. I don't just even want to be self-employed, but I want to be in a position where I have those assets, the businesses, the real estate, some assets that are going to kick off cash flow for me. And what's interesting is you're talking to college students and to millennials. I'm hearing, I mean, maybe it's not everyone. It's not the entire generation, the whole entire movement and market of people. But at the same time, there are those people who are very entrepreneurially minded that are thinking about their financial future at a much younger age. And they have so much ability to get started and be able to build that traction by starting young and starting fresh. And and if you are older as well, that's not a problem. But it's interesting that there's so much opportunity for anyone to be able to say, how do I use the income that I currently have, which is what we're talking about all the time? How do I use my current income create that cash flow, make sure that I have that savings so I can put it aside for a down payment and be thinking more than just consumption. Be thinking about not just your personal house and your living expenses and dumping money into that as an expense or a lifestyle, but really put that to work for you. And that's why a lot of people, I would say a majority of people that we talk to are either already in real estate or want to be. Can I add something to Rachel? I think, yeah. you know, uh, one of the things that Greg Rand would share too, and, and Greg was the founder and owner of Own America before it was acquired by Renters Warehouse end of Q4 last okay. year. He's now our chief strategy officer, which is a fancy way of just saying he's good with planning long-term. Um, but his new phrase too, and Bruce, I'd love your opinion on this is, you know, so so we're not millennials, or I'm not a, I'm not a college kid today, right? Where I can go and get my FHA alone and, and get some roommates and have them pay my mortgage. But what I am is a father of three girls. And so Greg has a saying is, have a kid buy a condo. And the whole, you know, the process or the thought process there um, is, you know, if you can find a condo that can essentially be paid off in what, 15 years, um, maybe aggressively, if not a 30 year note, you now have a condo, which maybe it's the name of your child that you can then leverage that asset, you know, for college tuition or a future wedding, or, you know, here's a, a legacy piece that you hand off to that that child as they've grown as an adult to give them kind of a, a, an option at that point to kind of continue that entrepreneurial spirit and building wealth for them long-term. Um, so that's something that I thought, you know, your audience may kind of just get a kick out of listening. Well, that's, that's a good point. I actually have a client who actually has two condominiums and, and his intention is to hand them off to both of his, he has two sons and hand one off to one son and, and the other off to the other son. Um, I, and I, because you mentioned that earlier, Bruce, about college tuition right. debt, right? I mean, that's something that is very near and dear to me. I mean, I married an attorney, you know, uh, we can do the math. And so to know if you had kind of that, that ability to have an asset where you can really, you know, start fresh and free and clear um, out of the gate or hold on to that and enjoy the benefits of the cash flow to offset maybe that, that initial salary as a student out of college, um, that's life changing you know, for, for your client and their kids that you're describing, in my opinion. Absolutely. So talk about, you know, you have, I know you have institutional clients and you have probably people that are later on in life and you, and you mentioned people that are even college students getting the FHA loan, but what, what would you say your typical client is like the, the profile of a typical client? Yeah, so that, that typical client is, is again, that accidental landlord. Um, that's the majority of our 15,000 landlords that we manage for today pr- professionally, uh, Bruce. 
So it is that it is that um, you know investor who was relocating for numerous different reasons, or maybe they were underwater on their mortgage at the time that they needed to get out of their home, and they hired Renters Warehouse to you know take over um, you know those property management services, and so that they could again benefit from the cash flow um, instead of losing on a retail sale. Um, now again, there is a rise um, right now with kind of that mid you know um, in mid sized investor that. Uh, we like to kind of call, and that's around 25 to 2,000 homes. That's the next big chunk of who we manage for today, um, Bruce and Rachel. And according to my colleague at Renters Warehouse, Noel Christopher, um, you know, the savvy real estate investor today owns 10 or fewer homes and accounts for nearly 90% of the ownership of our industry's inventory today in single family rental. Wow, 90%. Yeah, so for, for those in your audience that do not know, um, you know, the SF market accounts for approximately 23 million rentals in the United States, uh, which is huge. And That's, that is huge. 23 million. I mean, you, I wouldn't think of that uh, just offhandedly. Yeah, so, and awesome. I'll share that online article that Noel just put out. He's one of the, uh, the Forbes real estate council contributors. Uh, so he's a great follow on LinkedIn at Noel Christopher. I feel like a commercial here plugging a lot of people here. Um, but it's just a, an incredible team that we have at Renters Warehouse that I like to kind of give those kudos to as well. Oh, yeah, perfect. That was great. That's Thank great. you. Yeah. I actually want to take us back to um, something you were talking about just a second ago about buying a condo for your kid when they're born. I would say what you could think about as well is in addition to that, you could start a infinite banking policy on that child when they're born and be able to put cash value into that, borrow against the cash value use that to buy the condo. You might have to take a few years to build up the capital in there. Maybe they're four years old or two or three when you do buy the property for them. And now you're building two assets alongside of each other that both could be transitioned to use for the child for college or for whatever else they choose to do. Here's the interesting thing. Uh, I think this is kind of a product as well of our changing economy and our changing um just landscape of our country. But what if our kids grow up to not choose to go to college? What if they say, you know, college is not for me. I want to get into real estate investing when I'm 15 years old instead, or I want to go start a business and I need business startup capital for this innovative idea that I have. I think there's just a changing landscape of kids that are coming up that are going to say, I don't just want to go with the status quo or the typical path. I see how that's causing other people to you know, get into debt and not necessarily set them up with the kind of jobs or this type of income that is going to set me up for financial freedom the way I want. So why not give them a tool like building the equity inside of a condo and building the cash value inside of the life insurance policy that's going to give them capital to use however they choose to. So I would just add that extra piece in of flowing the capital through the privatized banking policy first that's just going to give you a tremendous additional advantages you're going to have tax advantages on both sides. You're going to have the equity appreciation on both sides. You're going to have cash flow that you're able to create in the property. It's just a, a complete package almost that you're giving a foundation to be able to transfer over to your kids. And, and I wanted to use that to jump over into the idea that you're talking about building financial freedom. And um, you had actually given an example, and I wanted you to walk through what that looks like. Because the reason I just want to bring us back to kind of the philosophy and mindset of building time and money freedom. It all has to do with creating cash flow through assets. Now, you don't just want to jump straight into the investing. You really want that strong financial foundation in your own life where you have 
you're keeping as much of your money as possible. You're protecting that. And then you're investing in what you know and control somewhere that you're going to be able to create cash flow. How does property, and I know we talk about this probably on every single show, but in your opinion, with the types of properties that you're looking at with renters warehouse, what does that look like? building cash flow or cash on cash returns with property through renters? Uh, that's a great question. Um, you know, I think there, there's two answers there. One is, you know, Greg Rand, our, our chief strategy officer, he likes to say that, you know, the return on America today is around 10% when it comes to single family rental homes. You know, you're going to need about, you know, close to a 6%, you know, yield in most markets and about 4% appreciation on the actual asset. So not only the appreciation on the equity that you were mentioning earlier, but also on the asset, you know, in most markets. And so um, but the example I'd like to share is if your audience were on the investor marketplace today um, on Richard's Warehouse and they searched SFR portfolios, they could find a, a Columbia, South Carolina portfolio for sale. It's not too far from where I reside here in South Carolina. Um, it's got a purchase price of you know, just over $650,000. Um, however, that's for 11 single family rental homes today. And Nice. Actually, I did not catch that in the example when you oh, shared that earlier. Oh, so, I apologize. I, I was, I know we've had some offline no, conversations too, so I think I maybe got mixed up, but I wanted to I think this might be a good example for the audience though. But if they looked at the technology on Richard's Warehouse, um, they can they can see in the financials that they could expect just over $55,000 in annual cash flow um, on that portfolio. And that would result in nearly an 8.53% cash on cash return. Um, which, you know, for those of us listening that maybe that aren't too savvy with the cash on cash return, that's defined as the ratio of annual before tax cash flow to the total amount of cash invested expressed as a percentage. So, you know, nearly a 9% return that kind of really beats the bank, um, if you will, every day um, with that kind of, I guess, uh, purchase that they could do with Renters Warehouse. Um, and again, you know, that's leveraging 401ks, other, other deals, other assets at that point to purchase at that kind of level. Um, but you guys would maybe be surprised with how many, you know, even individual investors that are buying portfolios of that size, you know, through Renters Warehouse today. So, so in, the, in this example, this is uh, buying it either through a, a self-directed IRA or just buying it free and clear with cash. You're not using leverage in this example. That's correct. So, so just just with cash and. And I think you know, if I could speak to that, you know, since being recruited to the team, um, you know, Q two of this year. I've been surprised to see how many investors that, um, you know, have just done a great job of, you know, hiring professionals like you and, and Rachel Bruce um, and just doing a great job of building their, their wealth so that they can purchase portfolios of this size in cash and really benefit um, from those long-term and not to mention the legacy that they leave behind uh, for their family as that, you know, cash producing asset is, is handed off, you know, in the life, if you will, not to sound like a downer there. Um, but as far as the no, we talk about it all the time. I mean, it's effective right. life. It's, so. it's going to happen to all of us that are listening. And um, mm -hmm. it's just a matter of what we're doing today to really prepare um, ourselves for that day. And then ultimately for, you know, our legacy, if you will, uh, for those that we leave behind. Um, so was there another example you'd like me to speak more specifically to, Rachel? I apologize for going on a different. No, that was fabulous. I just didn't realize what I, I read through everything. And for some reason, I was thinking, well, that's a really expensive home, $650,000. And I, I thought, well, that's interesting that they're using that type of property size for, for investing purposes. What I did not see is that that was 11 homes. And so you're buying an entire portfolio, kind of jumpstarting, if you will, that whole, let me build my real estate portfolio. It doesn't necessarily have to be one property at a time if you do have the sufficient mm -hmm. cash 
that's accessible that you can get to that is liquid and available, which is all of the reasons why we really like to have somebody be able to put money into a privatized banking system because that money is liquid and accessible. They can use it to invest in something like this. So if you had $650,000 sitting inside of your cash value and your life insurance policy Mm -hmm. with privatized banking, that could be easily accessible cash to be able to borrow this way. And and then you could absolutely as well leverage. Um, do you guys work with leverage as well or just only? No, we absolutely cash do. And we have a lot of great relationships with a lot of the larger, um, you know, lenders too. Um, if there is a need for, for lending and some of these purchases uh, with funds that, or excuse me, um, providers that work specifically with single family rental home investors. So but as far as your leverage question, Rachel, too, that's that's another thing that your and you know your audience can put into the financials on Richards Warehouse on this portfolio to to kind of really calculate really what that return would be based on you know whether it's an all cash or they're they're leveraging you know other assets to purchase this portfolio. Um, so pretty cool, awesome technology. Obviously, I'm biased being a member of the team, um, but I would highly encourage your audience to check out that investor marketplace on Richards Warehouse. Absolutely. And I'll be doing some of my own research on there as well. So that's, that's fantastic. I love that you're providing. Look in St. Louis, even though we're not supposed to promote St. Louis, according to Bruce. But yeah. look in- no, no, I don't care if you promote people buying <laughs> it, just, just save away. So we don't get, so we have, right? yeah, so we don't have, um, we don't drive up the prices and uh, we don't have any uh, problems with traffic. I like the, we don't have any problems with traffic. <laughs> I think, uh, but, that, but if I can share really quick, and I know we're, we're running short on time too, but really, if you're looking at those secondary markets, um, you know, look at the Lafayette, Louisiana's, um, Cape Coral, Florida, even. Um, there's a lot of different inventory in those secondary markets. Huntsville, Alabama, Memphis, Tennessee, which I feel is like almost the capital of single-family rental investments, um, just based on the inventory that we have down there. Those are all great type of markets to look for, kind of that 1% rule. You know, I was listening to a previous podcast that you guys did um, with Lane, you know, with Simple Passive Income, which is a great podcast, by the way. Thank you. And he shared in that podcast kind of that 1% Mm -hmm. rule, right? Where you take the rent divided by the purchase price of the property. And if you could get, you know, 1% or higher, um, you're cash flowing. That's a great, great number. It's really hard to do in markets like where Rachel lives in Virginia. Oh, absolutely. It's it's really hard to do where Bruce lives in St. Louis, but there are pockets of St. Louis where you could do that. Mm-hmm. There are pockets mm-hmm. in South Carolina where I live today that you could do that. I mean, just like we talked about that portfolio of 11 properties at $650,000, you, you can do the math on what that purchase price is versus the rent that you could get for that asset. Um, so these are all things that you, know, you can research, um, which by the way, I will put it out there. I'm not sure if I'm able to, but you know, we spend nearly a million dollars a year in the technology that we have with data. And your your audience that registers for a free profile can really leverage that data for free and do the research. They can go to renterswarehouse.com for or forward slash research and they can actually research those counties that they want to invest in so that they could get that one percent rule that Lane spoke to. Um, and have Frenchers Warehouse take care of the headache when it comes to the property management side. So, so again, honestly, I love that you, I love that you shared that as well. I think sometimes the accidental landlord doesn't realize the possibility and the capability of investing outside of their local market to have much higher returns. And I think that's another disillusionment almost why somebody might say, well, look, I don't like rental real estate. 
because their experience is that they're in a class A neighborhood, their property is right next door to them or, you know, the cul-de-sac over or the, you know, the, um, the suburb over and they're not getting that type of cash flow. Maybe they're not even barely able to make the mortgage payment. Yeah, it has some other benefits, but it's not truly kicking off the cash flow that's going to create the financial freedom for them. So um, two things I want to ask you um, as we're leading to a close. One, I want to ask you about the resources that you offer, but can you also share, is there a different way on Renters Warehouse, oh, maybe it's the investor marketplace you have to click, where you would find the portfolios of properties versus just individual properties? Yes. So resources, um, you know, I know we, we mentioned it earlier, but I would definitely encourage your audience to Google rent estate revolution and, and pick up the book or listen to the audio book for, from Kevin Ordner. Um, you'll find on richardswarehouse.com. If you scroll to the very bottom of the website, uh, we have an incredible podcast called rent estate podcast, um, that we put out uh, pretty regular content as well as, um, TV, we call it rent estate TV, which is YouTube videos of those podcasts. Um, also, you know, I'd like to, even encourage the audience to, to follow Greg Rand, our chief strategy officer on YouTube and um, Instagram, even Facebook, but his handle is GS Rand. And I think what your audience would like, if they like Gary Vee, a lot of us follow Gary Vee. It's kind of just, you know, inspirational content that's built not for anything in return, but really to educate the audience. They would really get a kick out of single family rentals and what Greg is putting out there. Um, but then lastly, to answer your question, Rachel, if you went to renterswarehouse.com and you wanted to go to see the portfolios of single family rental homes, like I mentioned earlier, the 11 property one in South Carolina, uh, your audience would simply click on investor marketplace. If you hovered over that, there's a link to SFR portfolios. Um, we're going to make that a little easier in the future, but that would be kind of the, the steps they would take and they would see the portfolios that nice. we have exclusively. Okay. Um, so those are not, you know, on MLSs as far as these are exclusive listings with Renters Warehouse, um, where we're either representing, you know, that institutional fund or that mid-sized investor um, to sell or buy these portfolios. But that allows. And to be clear, yeah. So are these all of the portfolios? Then are those in locations where you do have property management? Great question. The answer is no. Um, however, we have okay. partnerships in those markets that we don't have boots on the ground today that we can do kind of a, a professional okay. referral, um, because we know that that's an extension of us. You know what I mean? If we gave that referral there. Um, so nice. great question. Okay. Fair enough. That's great. Just wanted to clarify there. Okay. And you have a bunch of other resources as well. Um, you, you mentioned, um, there's a a way that somebody can create a profile with you guys as well. And we'll make sure that we have that link in the show notes. Can you share the link for that um, so that they can go in and find out what it would look like to rent their current property? Yeah, so we went to um, Renters Warehouse. They can hover investor resources um, and they can click the register button. There's just a few steps to follow in registering. Um, I think it's important for your audience to know because we're all consumers. When we give our information out, like our email address and our phone number, we're always concerned of you know, who else is going to get this information. This is just for us. Um, but what I'd really encourage your audience to do is um, once they've created that free profile, Rachel and Bruce, there's, we, we do more than just creating or gathering your, your contact information. There's a, a, there's a step in that profile process that allows you to kind of put in your investment strategy. Maybe you're just beginning. Maybe you have a couple properties. Um, tell us where those are. Tell us where you want to invest, um, how soon you want to invest, you know, how much capital you want to deploy when you're investing in single family rentals. And then more importantly, 
you can create safe searches from that free profile. So now you can start searching those counties that give those 1% or higher, you know, cash flow yields, like Lane spoke on that previous podcast. And then you can put in preferences like from square footage, the number of bedrooms, bathrooms, even net yields, gross yields that you're looking for. Um, you can create those safe searches so that when we have inventory that matches and we're updating our, our investor marketplace daily with not only the MLS indications, but also the you know portfolio services team uh, like myself, Adam Stern, Noel Christopher are putting into the investor marketplace daily, uh, you get pinged right away so that you have, if you will, kind of that first alert that, hey, this is your opportunity based on what you shared. And here's, here's a way that you can start investing in single family rentals. That's excellent. Um, Bruce, did you have any further questions before we um, just have him share contact information, how they can reach out to him directly? No, I just want to thank uh, John for being on the podcast today. And this was, um, I thought I had a good, um, a good uh, realization of what Renner's Warehouse is, but it's really broadened my knowledge of this. And I hope it's broadened our listeners' knowledge. Bruce, Rachel, I, I definitely appreciate that. And and I think, you know, I'm, I'm very transparent, especially on social. So if your audience would want to maybe connect and just have some, you know, general questions, I'm happy to take, um, you know, those calls or emails. I think the easiest way is, you know, email is the letter jmichaels at renterswarehouse.com. So again, jmichaels at renterswarehouse.com is my, my email. I'm happy to point them in the right direction, you know, based on what they're looking for. Um, and of course, on LinkedIn and social channels, I'm at the handle John Paul Michaels. Um, don't call me John Paul because that usually means I'm in trouble, but that's created on social. Uh-huh. Uh, but I cannot thank you guys enough uh, for having me on the show. And I'm a big fan. So thank you guys for the opportunity. And I um, you know, can't wait to kind of see your audience merging with our audience um, as everyone's kind of working towards that end goal of financial freedom. And uh, thank you guys very much. Awesome. Well, we really sincerely appreciate you reaching out to us. Uh, we pr- appreciate just the opportunity that you've created in the marketplace for investors and people who are looking to rent and uh, just for people who are trying to create financial freedom. So thank you very much for being a part of that team and for making that available and making us aware of the opportunities for investors to use rental property to build financial freedom. So we just sincerely appreciate you and the just the knowledge that you bring to the table and just your diverse and full circle perspective of real estate that you were able to share with us today as well. So thank thank you. you very much. In closing, remember success leaves clues. So model the successful few, not the crowd and build a life and business you love. Discover the secret of how to earn a return on the same money in two places at the same time so that you can strengthen your investment returns. We've created a free guide for you that explains the top three things every investor needs their privatized banking system to do. Go to themoneyadvantage.com slash banking, put in your name and primary email address, click the send my free guide button right now, and we'll see you on the inside. Thank you for listening to the Money Advantage podcast. Today's show notes and resources are available for you on themoneyadvantage.com. If you like this episode, make sure you subscribe and leave a review. If you have any questions or desire to speak with a qualified financial professional after listening to today's podcast, we encourage you to reach out to us at hello at themoneyadvantage.com or check us out at themoneyadvantage.com. 
The opinions and views expressed here are for informational purposes only. This material is educational in nature and should not be deemed as a solicitation of any specific product or service. All investments involve risk and a potential loss of principal. Kalos Capital Incorporated nor Kalos Management Incorporated offer tax or legal advice. Please consult with a tax advisor or attorney for advice regarding the impact on your portfolio. Securities offered through Kalos Capital Incorporated, member FINRA, SIPC, MSRB, and investment advisory services offered through Kalos Management Incorporated and registered investment advisor, both located at 11525 Parkwood Circle, Alpharetta, Georgia. E3 Consultants Group is not an affiliate or subsidiary of Kalos Capital Incorporated or Kalos Management Incorporated.